92.9ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where this rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say. Tuesday. Today on the radio show, uh, let's see, we got Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock, and then it is Tuesday, and so that means we have fish on Friday, on Tuesday. Among the topics, he, he, he's a uh, fisherman, our man in Washington, D.C., is, uh, is absolutely dedicated to assembling a list of topics that we're going to talk about. and uh, Any of which are the correct date of Mother's Day? <laughs> any of which are, he is getting ready to second, celebrate the second consecutive mm-hmm. week of Mother Day, this Mother's Day, this coming Sunday. Uh, uh, no, um, but he, had, he said he had some, something happen that I'm supposed to ask him about at the beginning of the show. He wouldn't tell me what it was, so I'm wary about that. But then there was a story in the Wall Street Journey Journal about tipping at self-checkout places. It is enraging. The tipping stuff is just crazy. It's it's gone completely haywire, uh, and so you never know what the hell to do anywhere anymore. And uh, but the idea that you're supposed to be—and we saw this—we we had this issue at FedEx Farm, right? Yes, we talked about this. With you the, walk with the grab up, and goes. You, the grab and goes. How much are you going to tip? Correct. And uh, and anyway. it's also, like, particularly at sporting events, it's even more complicated because more times than not, that money doesn't actually well, go to the— Well, that's the question. And we never got to the bottom of yeah. that at FedEx Forum. Does the, what, what we had heard from people who worked behind the counters is that the money didn't actually go to them. No, it goes to the Do food service provider. Do we know that provider. for sure? So the I, I wonder if this is the same person that I read a story from a guy in the Atlantic— and it was like tipping is weird, and he right. did like this really big deep dive. In a lot of this, it goes to the food service Correct. provider. Correct. And that's so irritating. It's oh, yes. why it's why when uh, when GP and I discovered this whole deal about the would you like to round up and would you like to round down, right? Or would you like to round up at uh, when, when you know to give money right. at, at a you're you're at some store and they say would you like to uh, contribute that round up for uh, uh, homeless dog rescue, right, yes. or whatever. Would you like to donate a dollar or whatever? And then yeah. you realize that they collect that money, mm-hmm. and then they use it and they get a tax break. Correct. As they're donating your money. It's <laughs> heroic so work. We hit upon the solution that that what we would do is anytime, anytime it, uh, you know, you were charged ten dollars and forty and and ten dollars and forty three cents something. You just should ask the. You should ask the establishment. Would you like to round down? Yes, exactly. Would you? Would you like to? Would you like? Would to you round, like to donate? Would to you my like pet? to round that yes. down? Right. My no. pet was a homeless dog. Would you like to donate to her? So now I never. They, you're asked all the time if you'd like to give that dollar or mm-hmm. whatever else. And I, I used to be torn. Now I'm not only not torn. I'm. I'm. I feel indignant. You're inspired. I'm inspired. Yes. I feel like aha. No, I don't. I'm beating your trick. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Fishman. Fishman's going to join us. It's uh, Chris Harrington straight up 10 o'clock. Fish on Friday on Tuesday. There was some outrage about our show yesterday uh, on two fronts. 
Uh, one, people just evidently thought I was crazy with the whole um, AC thing. Like everyone, it turns out, has had their AC on for months. And, and apparently, I was also insulted by people. Like they said, my AC is set perpetually. It goes on when it goes on. It goes off when it goes off. This is 2023. What's wrong with you? Whereas for me, symbolically, that moment of, of actually turning, but maybe that just means I'm 61 of actually turning on the system is still a thing. But like all you people out there have been have been luxuriating in your AC from as far as I can tell since February. Keep going. <laughs> January, <laughs> whatever it was. So there was that. And then, man, I got some pushback on our friend Josh Spickler, who joined us from Just City, uh, because uh, Josh, I think, I think appropriately, wants people to react to what's actually the data suggests is happening as opposed to the story. Like, if you want to get caught up in the stories of crime, sure. there are stories that may or may not be representative, right? Did you see the, the collection of police officers at Baptist East last night? Oh, my goodness. There were It felt like there were 79 police cars at Baptist East. And the stories are, I'm sorry, I'm telling anecdotes about, about possible crime. Two people showed up evidently just on their own, wandering in with gunshot wounds, okay? And then in the stories that we don't know if are related or not, uh, there was, a, 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 at that very moment, a spate of car break-ins in the parking lot. I don't know how those things would be related. At Baptist East? All at Baptist East. All at Baptist East. And then there was, if you, there was people, there was like literally 73 police cars at... Uh, in in the in the parking lot at Baptist East. So I don't know what the hell was going on there, but the point is, here's I'm telling a story. Don't react to stories, react to data. And I think that is a appropriate word of caution. It's like what Chris Harrington said when back when we talked about this in the wake of the horrific Liza Fletcher thing, and I was asking, is this a crisis? And he's like, no, it's not a crisis. It's not a crisis. It's what are you talking about? Like we've had crime, whatever, and let's not the the hysteria becomes bigger than the than the than the than the incidents themselves um, that this is a national phenomenon and let's stay calm people and let's not uh, but uh, there, there were various people who were on with who went listening to Josh yesterday who were like who was that crazy guy we had on yesterday who was uh, telling us that he wasn't saying all is well that's a wild simple oversimplification he was saying let's react to the data not to the anecdotes but uh, anyway so it turns out. Uh, it was it was surprisingly a controversial show yesterday, but we we don't shy away from mm-hmm. here on the Jeff Caucus show. I'm happy to talk to you about all the controversial things today. The controversial thing that uh, that arose in the show that preceded ours was a discussion of whether Memphis and the Grizzlies are real or not real contenders. Right? Isn't that the idea for next year? For next year, correct. Obviously, we talk about we'll talk about last night's games here in a moment as well. How about that, Draymond? How about that, Draymond? Wasn't that yeah, wasn't that it. It just for yeah. such a good guy? Is such yeah, a good such guy, a great teammate, such too. a great team to selfless to to have be throwing passes to absolutely nowhere in critical no, that's moments. No, sure he threw it to the Lakers bench. He's a he was genius. Open. The man is a genius. He. If he did that, he had a reason. Exactly, there was a strategic. He throws passes out of bounds because he wants, he wants to. to. Uh, he throws turnovers in the last mm-hmm. final minute of games because he's one step ahead. Of he's course, one move ahead. You anyway, didn't see it coming. The question was whether the uh, Grizzlies are real or not real. And let's just say this first: that exercise. Is what talk radio is all about. <laughs> is what talk radio is all about. <laughs> that exercise is silly, it, it, particularly this time of year. We don't know what the roster is going to look like. And I say so you're just judging at this moment, obviously. But let me ask you this. If two weeks ago I had asked you if the Miami Heat were real or not real, you would have said not real. Even I still think even last night. So it, maybe even last night you'd be saying not real. What is real? Like who? who is Next year, heading into next year. Yes. Who would you say right now is real? Okay. I think you still in the West. You said the Lakers are real? No, you want to start in the West. Okay, sorry. Start in the West. Are the Lakers real or are they old? 
I still would think old because in the end, it's not a real. You don't consider the Lakers who could get to those finals this year. Next year, you don't consider them a real contender. Yeah, I mean, they missed the playoffs the year after they won the bubble title. And they're a year older. Yes. Not real. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, they still have to have a lot of things go right. But, I mean, I... How about Golden State? Is Golden State real or not real? Draymond could walk at the end of this year. This could be it for Golden State. I'll still say real because I still think they still have enough pieces to where, like, they're at the bottom. They're not at the top tier for me, but they're still real. And I suppose if you want to throw the Lakers in that category, that's fine. You'd say, you'd say, in terms of... Definitively real for next year. I think I'm starting with the Suns. I guess. I think I'm still starting with the Suns because we've seen and Denver. Even, I mean, they're tied yes. at two walls. The Suns and Denver. Yeah. Those are the two you'd say are real. Yeah, because and also it's important. And they, like if the, the Suns, Suns are, if the Denver can't get back the Suns this year of all years, how the freaking real are they next year? How real are they? Well, I mean, they'll still they have another still, shot at it. Yes. I guess they lose in six or losing seven yeah, this it's, time. I mean, it's they're real. To note also. Phoenix hasn't won in Denver yet, right? No, no, no. If they get by, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm devoutly in the, in the Nuggets camp here. Yeah. Um. So, the only, the only school, the only school, the only teams that you would definitively say are real in the West. If we're going the realest of real. Yeah. Knowing what we know now. Hmm. Are Phoenix and Denver? Yeah, and I put Denver ahead of Phoenix. And in the East, the only real teams are. I think you still have to say Boston, the Bucks. Philadelphia, Milwaukee. I think you still have to say the Bucks. You still have to yes, say Boston. Yeah, real, real. I think they're unquestionably real. The question with Philly is, if they, I know if it's what tied it was, to Joel two. Beat is healthy next year. Well, and furthermore, like, are they just going to run it back again? And if he's healthy, that's running it back with a healthy Joel Embiid is better for sure. But like, they have a Harden issue to figure out. Yes, they do. Uh, is Doc still going to be their coach? I mean, they. That's they what, well, that's what that's the exercise of. Of, of we don't know exactly what exactly. Look like. But, but yes, but they deserve to be this. in that. They deserve to be in at that. At this time last year, would you have said the Philadelphia Eagles were real? No. 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 And, no, no, no. No. That's my my point is yeah. is that you're allowed to become more real during the course of the season. Yes. You know, and so. The the as you you're right the, the exercise of real or no real is what sports talk radio is about. It's also absurd, which maybe gets. I mean, back were, to what were the Lakers real in February? Yeah, were the were the were the Lakers real when they were playing in the play-in? I mean, most no. Are they real now? Yeah, I think they're real now. Yeah, we're talking title contender. They're but real. To your point, the context has changed. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's let, we'll put that out of the way. All then, right. having said that. Uh, what did Jay Williams say about whether they're real? Uh, I'll say not real right now. I, I still want to see what happens with Jalen Brown and some other pieces. Look, they have a lot of trade compensation, and Memphis is stacked in that direction. They obviously made it clear that Dylan Brooks is not coming back to this team. Having a veteran 3 and D guy on this roster I think could be monumental from a leadership perspective and a culture perspective. There's no doubt they are young and they are super talented. Um, Steven Adams, Brandon Clark play this season. We already be having different results. So that missing link, though, will determine whether they're a real title contender or not. Well, first of all, I do commend him in that he he actually built in all these caveats, right? Yes. He said, right now, always let's wait give and see. yourself a backdoor. But uh, that's also rational. Like, we know they're going to have, we know they're going to w- work on their roster this summer. So let's see what they do. Um, well, they're going to try to work on their roster. Are they real or not real? I would put them in the second tier of real. Yeah. I mean, to me, the other thing that the playoffs have shown is as emotionally kind of gut wrenching as losing to the Lakers was. I mean, right now, right. they're sitting right. here, they're one game away. And they were, and, the you, were, and, you, were, and you were, and you were injured. Correct. And you were injured. So literally, if, and you, if, if you literally just brought the, now, Brandon Clark won't be back till the end of the year healthy, and will how healthy will he be at that point? But if you brought these players back healthy, literally, now you've already subtracted Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we also see if, if, if they just hold on in game four, I mean, to me, like that, that is really the more you the LeBron bucket. The more you think about it, especially in a, a 
a toss-up demolished after that, though, made you yeah, think but like, that they would have lost the series anyway. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of what we've been seeing in the playoffs is that when, like, there's these games that are just, you know, we get these, we're getting these long series, but the the where, number where, of where truly where competitive games game. is limited. Well, last night was certainly competitive. So then yes. the other thing he said was, uh, Jay Williams said, was, I, I want to see what happens with Jalen Brown. And he said that in the context of the Grizzlies. Right? That, that was the yes. first thing he said. And I understand the appeal of Jalen Brown. He'd be tremendous on the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, no, I mean, you can only get Jalen. And, and here's, his, here's the situation. There's some question whether he's unhappy in Boston. And um, there's some indication he is. He's got two years left on his deal. You can't acquire Jalen Brown unless you include Desmond Bain. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. You just can't. If you're going to make the best deal, like yeah. He, like, yeah. like he, Jay said they've got lots of trade uh, stuff. No, they really don't. <laughs> let's let's be honest. They have their picks. They have and they, they have, have Golden lots. State's pick. The question is, and is it you good? can argue that Golden State's pick, man, maybe they'll fall apart after this year. That's to me one of the striking things about watching Golden State is their young guys just have not ascended. Like yeah. Moody, Kaminga, like they don't. The, Wiseman originally. They were yeah. supposed to be yeah. by this point. They were supposed to be a part of it, and instead you got Jordan Poole disappearing. Uh, Clay was with nine points last night. He was three of eleven, and so you've got Steph having to basically do it all himself. Um, and it honestly, like the numbers were great. It was one of only as what his third, third playoff triple double, which was surprising to me. Um, thirty-one, fourteen, and ten. But he didn't shoot well. And then no, had, I mean particularly from three. Right. Um, so maybe the that pick. I mean, his be, thirty-one be, points took thirty shots, yeah. and he made twelve of them. The maybe, maybe that Golden State pick. You, you can we can hope for a collapse, although it doesn't. It doesn't look like a collapse. You know, barring a Steph injury, it doesn't look like a collapse. It's not something that as you're shopping that pick to Boston, you can say, hey, you're going to have Golden State's pick. This is a premium pick. So your picks aren't premium picks. Golden State's pick. You know, and then you got and then you got whatever, Jake LaRavia, you know, Tyus Jones. Like but getting, what about, can I interest you in a Zaire Williams? <laughs> You've got a Zaire Williams. To have offer. you seen him dunk? So he runs and he's springy. Mm-hmm. He's springy. Mm-hmm. If you want someone as springy, I got a springy guy for you. So, um, and so then it's a question of, and and whenever you bring up Desmond Bain, people are like, no, 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 no. And um, and I second that. But really, if I thought that I had them each for the next five years, would I prefer Jalen Brown to Desmond Bain? Maybe. I think so. I'm in no. But Jalen Brown is a free agent after two years. Right. Like, so that, then it's not, it's a non starter. Like, one, you've got, you're going to lock up this year on a long term deal and he's going to be here. So, it, whatever you want to argue about them as basketball players, Jalen Brown is going to be a free agent in two years. And he's an incredibly independent thinking um, dude. And I don't know, is he going to be happy in Memphis? I, I, I would not trade a guy who's going to be locked up for a guy who's not going to be locked up. That's the bottom line. And so even if uh, – I think most people are just, no, I'm not going to anyway for, for qualitative reasons and because people love Desmond Bain, and I, I get that. But even if, even if you can make that argument, it strikes me that for contractual reasons, no. So it's interesting that he brought him up, though. Why did he bring him up? I, I presume because they were discussing Jalen Brown's future, you know. Just, but it was in connection with the Grizzlies that he brought I'm, him up. I'm, I'm presu- I didn't hear the whole segment, but I'm presuming yeah. that they had mentioned what about Jalen Brown to Memphis. So uh, anyway, I think the Jaylen Grizzlies worse every year. are are they real? Are the Grizzlies real? They're borderline real, depending on what happens this summer. I think they're borderline real. Who would I compare them to in the NFL? Uh, what team are they as real as in the... Okay, let me ask you this. I'll try to come up with the perfect NFL comparison for the Grizzlies. And I am going to come up with... What you need is a team with young talent, loaded roster, that, uh, that, hasn't, that hasn't come through. I've got, a, I've got a thought. I think it's the Chargers. 
Okay, so my thought was the Niners. Loaded roster. Missing a but piece. It's, but it's still flawed. Yeah, but they're missing the main piece. The the and they're they're like they're an, uh, they're a storied organization that has won Super Bowls and it's a complete roster that's missing a superstar. Yeah, I'm, piece. I'm not thinking history. I'm thinking but currently. They are, but they're missing the biggest piece because they're missing. I was also the thinking Niners pieces. because a lot of their playoff stumbles have been injury related, and you can kind of talk yourself into all right. Let's just keep. Hey, like, what's wrong with the Chargers? Well, where would you like to begin? N- not what's wrong with the Chargers. What's wrong with the comparison? Um, everyone loves them. They got all this talent. They got a high pick who's highly touted. Well, I think and then they start and with the, everyone and then, loves and them, and then they disappoint. That, that's, that's like the Grizzlies. More, more, more smoke than performance. Yeah, but they're not. They're not like. They're not like a brash franchise. It's not like no. It's not. There's. They're not. Bra- the, the, their smoke is generated by other people correct. on their behalf. Saying, correct. Watch out for the Chargers. Yes. Watch out for the Chargers. Watch out for the Chargers. Yes. I like my Chargers. What about the Jags? Jags haven't really disappointed yet. Maybe. Maybe the Grizzlies were the Jags last year. Yeah, two years ago. Maybe when last maybe, last year's the Grizzlies Jag- is this yeah, year's Jags. Yeah, Cleveland or something like that, or the Jags. You know, whatever they haven't. The, the Jags haven't started disappointing people yet. They're st- everyone. Whereas you've already seen people starting to grizzly. People have turned well, on the this, Grizzlies. This Jags John, team hasn't John, started disappointing people yet. John, yeah. yeah, John pointed out last night that. The Grizzlies are catching strays all over. <laughs> like people just randomly bring up the Grizzlies to to knock them. I was running yesterday in my running group. My knees are are better now. Thank you for asking. So I can run, and uh, I was running with this fellow Anthony, and he said, "Who exactly said under no circumstances? Like who from the Grizzlies who use will use that phrase, under any circumstances? Under any circumstances? Yes. Who?" Who used that phrase? Like, that was stupid. Sham Sharania. And I was like, nobody used that phrase. That was a Shams phrase who used that phrase. Nobody else used that phrase. It's just being hung on the Grizzlies. Anyway, last night, I'm, I'm stunned by this, that the Lakers are up 3-1. to one. I'm less stunned that the Heat are up 3-1, to one, but I am stunned that the Lakers are up 3-1. to one. And um, it was fun, though, seeing Draymond commit the critical turnover. It is too. He was also it, minus ten when he was on the floor. And <sighs> and uh, and then, of course, he had the pass to nowhere. But that pass to nowhere was was because Gary Payton had thrown up in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video? Have you seen the slow motion video of this? So I I watched it live. I did not need to go back and see it again. You knew what was happening live? I was pretty confident, and then Twitter seemed to confirm it right afterwards. Could you do that? Could you, if you were engaged in some activity, I mean, we have you're to ask- public. So, so let's just say you're, you're speaking. at a, you, You're brought back sure. to MUS uh, to speak at career day, okay? okay? And you are up on stage, and you're talking to these folks about how to build a, uh, a rocket ship career in radio mm-hmm. like you have. Yes, of course. And- and then all of a sudden, you're overcome with nausea. Right you, there, this premise is just... You upchuck. I rise to the occasion. You upchuck, and there it is, and you catch it all, excuse me, people, in your mouth, and you hold it in your mouth until you can run... I don't know where the men's room is there, uh, the boys' room, down whatever to the it left. is. If, you, you, if run I'm running off stage, yeah. to the left in order to... I guess technically I could go to the Could you room. do that, or doesn't it just like... Doesn't it just automatically eject? Yeah, I don't the control. Know. I, th- I don't I'm think impressive. I have. I don't think I have body control. I'm also curious though. How how much how we much? talking here? That's partly like, true. You know what I mean? If it's a little bit of an erp, right. Anyone can hold well, in a little bit clear, of an erp. If if I'm probably doing this, it's probably a full meal beforehand. <laughs> like you know what I mean? This isn't just. I'm just. I think you're right. I think maybe we're giving him more credit yeah. than he deserved. He didn't have a full. He didn't go to five guys. Correct. Beforehand, get the double. Right. With the with the with the peanuts while he's and, waiting. And the to go milkshake. And the to go milkshake and all of that. You don't want it to get melted. You and know then, what I mean? You can't uh, you can't order it when you order he, your five guys. He did not do all of that. No. He just had a little bit of an erp. Yeah, he probably just he was spitting up fluids. So okay, so not that heroic. Um, 
mostly, what, what was, what did you come away from that game? I really did come away. This is maybe small of me. I came away so happy with Draymond losing and committing the cre- cr- critical turnover in the final minute. And I mean, I, there were other thoughts like AD's defense on Steph in that fight was unfrickin' believable. Darvin Ham, honestly. I think Darvin Ham. He's been a big winner in the playoffs. Has been a huge winner in the playoffs. I'm impressed by him. Um, and obviously, uh, obviously, Lonnie Walker was like the story of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I mean, did you not see? LeBron told him to stay ready. He knew his he knew his time was coming. He's kind of the Xavier Tillman of this series. It's the same 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 story. Like, yeah, there he is. Uh, he was a starter to begin. He was in. He was a starter to begin the season. Yep. And then he was out of the relegated rotation. Relegated to out of the rotation. Deep against, sixth, as they out say. of the rotation against the against the Grizzlies. Did not play in game one. Uh, then he gets nine, and then he gets twelve, and then last night with a fifteen point fourth quarter to bring the Lakers back. It is a reminder to me. Same guy I was talking to yesterday as we were running along, Anthony said, like, how hard is it going to be to replace Dylan Brooks? And I I had the conversation that you and I have had, which is that if you are saying you want a defender who is a tremendous wing defender and can hit open shots, good luck with that. Those players don't really exist on the open market. And if you look at most teams, they don't actually have one. What the Lakers have done is the Lakers have, like, who's that guy on the Lakers? They don't have one. I mean, I guess theoretically. They don't have one. I mean, they got a bunch of bench players. They got a bunch of players who they figure out on a given day, whether it's who have strengths and weaknesses. And so whether it's uh, Lonnie I mean, Walker or whether Rui, it's. Rui, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not but I mean, really, that, though. But that proves your point. Hey, he didn't hit three pointers and he's not a Dylan Brooks level defender. Yes. So, except for those two things, like, what was he shooting in three coming into the series? Uh, well, he was 11% was, in his last yeah. 10 before the. So, so, so sometimes you can rely on D'Angelo Russell, not, not to be a guard, but like, I'm for different roles coming off the bench or in your rotation. Last night he was awful. Last night Lonnie Walker was great. Um, you know, uh, someday it's Shooter, someday it's uh, Rui, someday it's Reeves. Like, yeah, Reeves was good again last night, but they don't. But he ha- hasn't been good the whole playoffs. Like he's had good games. Right. They don't. They don't have one player who they can say, "You go guard this player. You're going to lock down Steph, and you're going to hit open three pointers." Yeah, they don't. That 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 player doesn't exist, and uh, neither does it exist on like neither does it exist on the Warriors. Neither does like most these players don't exist. You can assemble a deeper, and maybe that's part of the lesson here. Like Beasley, who people wanted to get the Grizzlies to to acquire, he's getting DNPs. Yes, that's how deep they're. I know they're that like when you have a whole bunch of things to choose from on your bench. You can say, well, not you tonight, you, not you, you, you. Like, And I think we've seen that. That's one of the things the Lakers did at the trade deadline. No, there's no question. Another big part of the, the Grizzlies series was, while I still think the Grizzlies, like, one through eight was probably as good or better than the Lakers, the problem that the Grizzlies had is when the back half of the roster was not playing well, they didn't have options. The Lakers have had options. If it's not at... You know, I mean, think about how many times Schroeder didn't even play against the Grizzlies. You know, he had four minutes. It's like, okay, well, it's to your point. Then you had a D'Angelo Russell game. You had a Rui Hachimura game. It's they had bunch more of guys, options. Bunch of, they had a bunch of experienced players who they could bring out. And and, and none of them are, are rookies. None of them are David Roddy. Right. Uh, who they could bring out and throw in there and see if tonight's your night. Right. And... Uh, and that's what the Grizzlies are going to have to do. They're not. Maybe those players can. Maybe Jake Laravia will be one of those players. Maybe David going forward. But to your David point, Roddy, it wasn't, that was not they an option weren't this year. Now next year they won't be rookies, and so presumably, presumably that will be better. Um, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Fishman celebrated it. He literally sent his mother a coffee cake or whatever he sends her cards, roses. He got his wife all last Sunday. Uh, and now he can celebrate again. You, too, can celebrate, and I would suggest taking your mom to Bounty on Broad for brunch. She wants to spend time to you, with you. She wants to spend time with you, and uh, she wants you to buy her a delicious brunch. Uh, all of that 
can be done. It, it is. It's a gorgeous place. And the brunch menu, fried oyster omelet. How about that? With white cheddar, salsa verde, creme fraiche, whatever that is. The pork creme belly. Fraiche. The That's it, what Jeffrey said. The pork belly benedict with hollandaise. Uh, pork belly poached eggs. Uh, the wild mushroom Spanish omelet, of course, the Bounty Bloody Mary. You can, you can get your mom a Bounty black Breakfast shot, too, if she's up for it. Red-eye whiskey, maple syrup, absinthe, and bacon. It is Bounty on Broad. And, of course, Wine Down Wednesdays, every Wednesday, uh, bottles and glasses of wine, half price. Phone number is 410 410-813-1, 410-813-1, broad avenue We got... Uh, Harrington coming up on the show later today. We got Fish on Friday on Tuesday coming up on the show. And uh, I got a bunch of things I need to talk about the next segment, including, did you see the latest on the NFL player who was run out of the league? Maybe inappropriately. Oh, yes. Yes. We'll talk about that, Bob Huggins, everything else. When we get back, it's Jeff Cockett, your 92.9 FM ESPN. Just a quick effect below. You want to beat the books? The Phoenix Suns and the Nuggets are tied up 2-2 in their Western Conference matchup. So here's something to keep in mind for betters. Since Chris Paul has been out, Phoenix's bench players have begun to flourish. Look carefully at the player props for Landry Shamit, TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, and Jock Landell for Game 5. This bench is getting a lot more run, and you should cash in on that. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game-day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you. With supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Bluebell half gallons, $6.49 when buying two or $7.99 each at all Kroger's with your shopper card now through May 9th. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a rodeo clown? (laughs) State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but we're better looking than a lizard. Frame Corner, Memphis's premier in framing, has a special for spring sale. 50% off tabletop photo frames and ready-made art frames. Get $25 off your custom framing when you spend $150 if you mention this ad. Get the framing those diplomas, sports memorabilia, fine art, and limited edition prints. Visit Frame Corner at 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis or online at framecornermemphis.com. That's framecornermemphis.com. 
Seedco, a national nonprofit, has served in the Memphis area and all over the Mid-South for over 15 years and is working to respond to the needs of our community. Seedco's Strong Fathers, Stronger Families program is designed specifically to help Mid-South dads build stronger father-child relationships and increase economic stability through education and job placement assistance. With Seedco's Strong Fathers, Stronger Families program, you're building healthy co-parent relationships. Dads are then able to support the growth and development of their children. So if you're a dad or even a father figure and you need a job or even help with child support payments, call Seedco today at 901-405-7882. That's 901-405-7882. Seedco is here to help with Seedco's Strong Fathers, Stronger Families program. For more information, visit seedco.org slash midsouthdads. That's seedco.org slash midsouthdads or call 901-405-7882. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates. It's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Staples has everything to help small businesses do big things. Shipping supplies and services so you can fill big orders. The latest tech so you can create the next big thing. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, when rewards members spend $100 or more, they get 30 back in rewards to use on big things, little things, or anything they need. Plus, find new deals in-store every week on tech, office chairs, and shipping supplies. Because for small businesses, Staples knows savings are a big thing. Rewards offer ends 513. Limit one. Redeemable in-store only. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language. Like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Hey, sports fans. This is Jay Gaddis from James Gaddis Jewelers. Mother's Day is almost here, and what better way to celebrate mom than showering her with beautiful jewelry she deserves from James Gaddis Jewelers. Diamonds and pearls, gold and silver. We have a stunning selection of fashion jewelry from designers like Tracy Arrington, Michou, and Ronaldo bracelets to fit any budget and any occasion. Show mom how special she is this year with precious jewelry she will enjoy forever. Located at 4900 Poplar Avenue in East Memphis, James Gaddis Jewelers, your family jeweler. Take playoff action to the next level with BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Sign up now and instantly receive $100 in bonus bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any NBA team with bonus code right 100 WRIGHT100. Enjoy the NBA playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features at your fingertips for every game. 
Download the app today and sign up with bonus code Right100 to instantly get $100 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's, 21 or older to wager. Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling sport, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Gawkins show, Cassandra coming up next. Then Charles Fishman, our man in Washington, D.C. Let's play Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe it. I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Gawkins show. Bob Huggins is going to be fired for his comments uh, on the radio, where he uses the where he used the uh, the homophobic slur uh, that that we used to use in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. So when it first came out, my instinct was yes. It does feel like now that they're. It seems like they're trying to figure out a way to keep him. So, but when I first saw it yesterday, I was like, oh boy. You did listen to it. I did. Uh, how did it strike you? Um, the first thing that struck me is like, why was Huggy Bear calling in? And I know it's like one of his, I guess one of his, his former buddies, assistants, you know, buddies, whatnot. Bill Cunningham. Like, um, I mean, there was the awkward silence. They were clearly like egging him on, but there is, I don't know. They, I, this they is, this is what I wanted to use the F word. No, that's what I'm saying. But like they, the assistant coach clearly knew what he was going to say. It, it, it is appalling. It is freaking appalling that in 2023 you would use that word twice on the rate. Like, who I, – I don't know. Like, and again, maybe I'm naive. I don't – I can't tell you the last time I heard anyone use that word, period. Like, like in my, as I go through life, you know – I also I don't hear the N word either. Right. I, like I don't hear that, but I I don't hear ever. It's just like people know you can't you don't use that word. I never hear that word ever ever ever. And the idea that you would then say it twice on the radio suggests to me that he uses that word. I think that's fair. Um, I don't know. I, I this is kind of like one of the things that I've struggled with lately. Like, I do think there was this massive over overreaction of we've got to we have to punish speech and whatnot I, I, but at the same time that. it's like, like i don't i do I'm this not every- for anytime anyone slips and says something right i'm not for firing everybody who says the wrong thing right hell but i that- mean what do I, I i talk on the radio two and a half hours a day i'm sure you can go back and find you know and find things that were inappropriate or insensitive or whatever i don't know though like I, 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 uh, it, he said it very comfortably, you know, I, I just wonder I, if it, if it, if it act, I wouldn't fire him because of what he said. I would fire him because does what he said represent who he is. Right. And I think it the, seemed, it didn't seem like some whoops. I think though, at a certain point when you're, when you're employing Bob Huggins, like, you know, I mean, this is kind of what my buddy and I said, like. The fact that he made it to 2023 without right. getting fired for right, using exactly. a slur did well, feel like he and let's crushed the over. And let's be clear, we this isn't this isn't UC Berkeley where he's coaching for sure. It's West this Virginia. is West Virginia, <laughs> yes. where he is coaching. It's West Virginia where he's coaching, and 
what we did when we were researching this during the break is you do what you do, is you go by and say, is he going to get fired? Let's look at his record. Correct. Because <laughs> in the end, Nick Saban would not be fired for this. He also wouldn't say it, by yes. the way. But Nick Saban would not be fired for this. There are lots of coaches who would be fired for this because they're not good at coaching. He's kind of in the middle. Yes. I think he he's in that range of, like, you look at their recent success – it, Pre-COVID, they were a lot better than they've been post-COVID. He's made two of the last three tournaments, only won one game. At the same time, though, I think West Virginia, it's kind of like he's kind of become synonymous with West Virginia basketball. Yep, I, I, I do agree with that. And I thought, by the way, as these apologies go, I used a complete insensitive, completely insensitive and abhorrent phrase that there's simply no excuse for, and I won't try to make one here. I deeply apologize to the individuals I have offended, as well as to the Xavier University community, the University of Cincinnati, and West Virginia Universities I've shared with my players, blah, blah, blah. There are consequences for our words and actions, and I will fully accept any coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken. For those I have hurt, I must do better, and I will. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I mean, mean, again, like it's like I we grade these things. There was no, there was no, he wasn't trying to make, he was not trying to make excuses for himself. No, and I, I mean, thought it was by way of apology. Fine effort there, Bob. I mean, to me, I kind of look at it this it. way. I'd be more comfortable employing him right now than I am Chris Beard. Well, there is that. There is definitely that. One said something. One did something. Yes. Um, okay. Matt Areza is going to get a job in the NFL. Believe it or not. And he I, is the player. I, what are you going to say? Yes, I do believe that. So... Uh, Matt Areza, as some of you may recall, is the punter. He was known as the punt god. Yes. He was uh, drafted by my beloved Buffalo Bills. And then shortly before camp, there was a civil suit filed uh, that alleged that he was part uh, of a gang rape of a young woman. And the Bills cut him loose. Bill said, listen, you know, probably best for everybody to go their separate ways. At the time, there was no, there were no criminal charges, and now there, it has been determined there will be no criminal charges. Prosecutors announced on December 7th uh, of 2022, that was last December, that yep. there would be no criminal charges. So it was just a civil suit, no criminal charges. Even in the wake of that, though, he has not been signed, picked up, tryout, whatever else, right? Yes. Even in the wake of that there's no criminal suit. Now, what happened is, is there was a meeting between the prosecutors and the alleged victim and the victim's family yeah. where they explained to her why there would be no criminal charges forthcoming. And the reasons, most notably, there were others, but the reason most notably is that they believed, the district attorneys believed, that he could not have participated because he was not there at the time. He had left at the time. So uh, the, the civil suit is ongoing. Um, they're not dropping the civil suit. Um, but it does strike me. You got to give that a chance, don't you? Yes. I mean, obviously he gets a chance because he's good. Yes. But I do think, I mean, the fact that no one picked him up, it did show at least to me like the NFL was at least taking it seriously. And now he's in a position where and there are other there's other more seamy stuff like they had video of the actual events. Yeah, and this is I don't I don't need to get into this, but there was didn't appear like it was a it was it was forcible. Let's just Correct. say that it didn't according to the video that they showed her, it didn't appear that it was forcible, and there was all kind of whatever. And so, but they concluded the prosecutors, independent prosecutors, concluded that he could not have done it because he was not there. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah. Right? Now, here's my separate question. All right. Because as you then disentangle what happens in any of these cases, like right now, now criminals charges are, uh, pending against Mikey Williams, that's different, right? But what do you do and what is a team to do? And were the bills wrong to cut him loose? In a, Anyone can be charged in a civil case. We saw this with Ja. Sure. Right? Like Ja was accused of something, of, 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 of beating up a high school kid. But it was simply a civil 
trial. And anyone can make any civil accusations that they wish. What is the right thing to do if you are a football team? It's gang rape the guy is accused of, but it's accused. And, and at that point, I actually think the here's the point. The criminal thing was on the criminal investigation was ongoing. The bills did not know at that moment that the prosecutors weren't going to bring charges. I think given those circumstances, I think cutting him loose was, and I hate to say this, goes back to the Huggins thing. He's a punter. Yes. No, I think, I mean, the big question is, what if it, this were Stephon Diggs? And I'm not trying to right, bring no, no. in, but, but what no, if it's your what number if, what one if, receiver? What if it's Josh Allen, right? Yes. If it's Josh Allen yeah. had been accused of this and it was in a civil lawsuit, you'd say, you'd say, screw you. Right. This is. You the, would not cut Josh Allen loose for this. No, in the end, it becomes a, it becomes a cost benefit analysis. It is different when there's criminal charges pending, as there is in the case of Mikey Williams. Do you For think sure. Memphis should be standing by Mikey Williams? I think Memphis is handling it appropriately in which— Waiting. Yes. Would it also be appropriate if Memphis said—I also think it would be appropriate, yeah, by they, the way, it, if Memphis said, you know what, we can't you've have got them, yeah. this to deal with, we're going to move on, you're released from your scholarship. I would not fault Memphis. They obviously—they need him. Right. So, so they're not doing that. But if they had said—let's say there was some other player that they wanted to give a scholarship to. Let's say there was a, let's pretend there was a shortage of scholarships and let's pretend. And they said, Mikey, you've been charged by this stuff. We know you committed. We know whatever else, but you should go focus on that. We're going to move on. I wouldn't blame them for doing that either. Would you? No, that's a completely reasonable thing to do. But I also think like the path, they've kind of chosen a path where they're publicly supporting him, but they're still like recruiting. You believe that Tiger Woods had his lawyer break up with his girlfriend. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah. You do? Yes. You do. Well, am, I'm, am I in some alternate universe where people uh, are, have forgotten who Tiger Woods uh, so is? So hold like, on. The, the, story is really, the story is really quite something. So uh, what's this woman? Herman. Her name is something. Erica Herman, I believe. Erica Herman. Name. And she worked running his bar. And she became For his. For Jupiter? She became his, uh, uh. Uh, love interest, mm-hmm. and they live together, and now she is suing him, and she is suing him. The problem is, is there is a they, they have a they have a prenup essentially. They have in, in, they have an in India, and yeah, non disclosure agreement. And and one of the things it provides is that if there is a lawsuit, it's got to be settled by an arbiter. So tonight, today, there's actually a hearing on this. Uh, Tiger Woods is asking that the lawsuit be dismissed, um, and she is saying no. It Tiger's be attorneys. Dismissed. Tiger's attorneys. Okay. But the amazing thing was the breakup. Her account of the breakup. Her account of, yes, all of this. Again, yes. it's a civil Correct. It's a civil proceeding. We don't know whether it's true or not. That's why I'm asking you, jury of his peers, to determine whether this is an accurate allegation or not. She says Woods told her they were going on a weekend trip to the Bahamas. So she packed a small bag and he drove her to the airport where they parked near a private plane. But instead of boarding, Woods told Herman to talk to his lawyer and left, she says. Out of the blue, the lawyer told her the relationship was over and that she was being evicted, she says. She says she refused to sign another non-disclosure agreement that the lawyer tried to force upon her. Anyway, the plane was there to fly her off to wherever she wanted to go, home, Mm -hmm. wherever home was. Let me ask you, in the, you believe that is... That you believe in, in whatever else happened, you believe that is how it ended. Yeah, I can. I believe. I don't believe that her that the account of that day is all that far fetched. Now, I would also ask. Now, is the that follow-up. the appropriate way to break up with someone? Well, this was where I'd ask the follow up question. I'm willing to bet signs were there. Previously, nothing was out of the blue. Correct. She's acting like that. This was just, out of the blue. Yes, a love story suddenly turned turned bad. Correct. And I think that is, uh, yeah, I think it's it's totally far fetched that that is that that was right. just out of the blue. Anyway, l- listen, love is hard. Mm-hmm. Love is hard, and uh, and 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 who among us yes. has not had uh, difficult, particularly psych. Um, all right, uh, you're shocked at the story out of Iowa, the gambling stories out of Iowa. Believe it or not. I'll say I don't believe it. I do think like at a certain point it's inevitable because of how frequent and how now uh, widespread gambling is. 
I'm still unclear what the accusations are. I know it's Iowa and Iowa State. There were, I don't think they're. I think they're. Are they related or unrelated? I think they're unrelated. So I the think uni- independent. University of Iowa announced that 26 athletes across five sports: baseball, football, men's basketball, men's track and field, and wrestling. All dudes, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and one full-time employee of the athletic department are suspected of wagering on sports in violation of NCAA rules. Now, that doesn't mean they were fixing games or anything. Right. That's just 26 athletes across five sports were wagering uh, in violation of NCAA rules. Iowa State acknowledged that some of its some 15 of its athletes across three sports are suspected of violating gambling rules. Back to Iowa. Iowa has received information about 111 individuals, although only 26 are current athletes. So um, the problem is if you go on to read, like, it's all right, they, they were gambling. So, 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 so here you have whatever. Remember the baseball team is betting on the bills. Yeah. That's not so bad. No. Like it may be against the rules. Is that against the rules? I guess it I is mean, against it, the rules. I that's mean, the, that's the NCAA, like, don't bet on it. We'll, okay. still, we'll still quietly take the money. Um, so that's against the rules, but it's not nef- that particularly nefarious. It doesn't like I, it would not outrage me if an Iowa f- football player were betting on my bills. No. Here it goes to say though, it says Iowa said university leadership was notified. This is according to the ESPN story, May 2nd of potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering that also suggested NCAA violations. Potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering that also suggested possible NCAA violations. What do you make of that? I mean... And could this explain Iowa's offense last year? No. Uh, Kirk Ferentz is... That's Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, Brian Ferentz. Brian Ferentz. Like, that was the other thing. Who was the tight end? Was it Laporta? Who was the tight end that got drafted this year? Uh, Laporta. Yes. My favorite part of the draft broadcast was every throw... To Laporta was like a terrible throw, and you see him like he's having to like turn, make helicopter catches. Like it's like, oh yeah. I wonder. I'm starting to wonder though. Gambling, sports gambling is not going away. I mean, there was the story I think yesterday, something along the lines of like the amount of billions of dollars. It's, it's the amount of billions I mean, let's of dollars. Be honest, we are awash in ads at the station, right? You know. I wonder though, like it's going to have to get regulated. Like in the end, the NFL regulated how. That's the thing. I'm wondering if what? this is what pushes in. If if this is one it, of the it, things sports gambling already is regulated. What no, do you but mean I'm talking about have, from like the player perspective. Like, is this gonna is this gonna push the professional angle? Because in the end, schools are still gonna want to take the money. Like they're offering so much money from the gambling. Companies. Correct from the gambling yes. companies. Is this what? Like in the end, like you're. Well, gonna why have, can't they do? I mean, the NFL does it. The NFL takes gambling money and it doesn't allow their players to gamble. Why can't they do the same thing the college? But why it is collectively bargained. The same thing they do that. It's collectively bargained. The gambling rules are collectively bargained. Correct. I guess. I guess. So here, are you saying what 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 authority does right. college I mean, sports have exactly. to keep their kids from gambling? Right. Um, I mean, the NCA doesn't want to go to court, <laughs> so it is interesting. And then, of course, it's one thing. It, it honestly, it would not bother me. I don't care if they gamble at all. There's so many other things that kids I do only, that bother me. I, I, I do care if they gamble. Yeah, I don't want them fixing games. But okay, let me ask you this. Why would I care oh, if they make a four-team teaser okay. on Sunday? Well, let me ask you this. If you just were the grand poobah of gambling and college athletes. Yes. Take a football team. Would you say that football team, first consider this, could bet on any sport not involving football? Would you have any problems with involving any sport, take that question first, not involving football. No, it does get into that gray area, though, like if they have friends on the basketball team or okay. not. Okay, so maybe. May, and and would your you, university. Would you, would you have any problems? Let's say the rule could be you can't bet on your university in any sport. Yeah. You can't bet, have yeah. any wager involving any of your yeah. university in any sport. Could they bet? Would you have any problems with an Iowa player betting? Big Ten games that do not involve their sport? No. Not that do not involve their school? No, not their school. Really. But so so your only rule would be yeah. 
You can bet on your sport. How is this different than playing fantasy football? You can bet on your sport. You can bet on anything. You just can't bet on. Yeah, it's a safeguard on your sport. To me, like that's a, that that's is a safeguard. Well, it's of a course, right now that that's what they have. They also have safeguards. Their yeah. safeguard is don't bet. Correct. But that's not and, realistic. And so your safeguard would be: yes, you can bet. You can bet on your sport. You just can't bet. You can bet on your conference. Yeah. You just can't bet on any sport that involving you, your school. Yeah. How about a school that you once once played for? If you're no longer there, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So so uh, 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 pick your favorite. Jonathan Lawson mm-hmm. could bet on the Memphis. Can bet against the Tigers next year. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with it. I just don't. Like, to me, like, this is one of those. And, and I think it would be. Just don't bet on your school because yeah. you might have inside information on your school. You'll know the softball Well, you just don't want to have pitcher, to deal with the fixing accusations. all the like, time. But other than 